The rather small Queen Anne house, some twenty-five miles out of town, secluded in a little dale, and surrounded by small and very quaint and pleasant grounds. It was an ideal place, and an ideal life for Aunt Pauline at the age of seventy-two. When the kingfishers flashed up the little stream in her garden, going under the alders, something still flashed in her heart. She was that kind of woman. Robert, who was two years older than Sis, went every day to town to his chambers in one of the inns. He was a barrister, and, to his secret but very deep mortification, he earned about a hundred pounds a year. He simply couldn't get above that figure, though it was rather easy to get below it. Of course, it didn't matter. Pauline had money. But then, what was Pauline's was Pauline's, and though she could give almost lavishly, Still, one was always aware of having a lovely and undeserved present made to one. Presents are so much nicer when they're undeserved, Aunt Pauline would say. Robert, too, was plain and almost speechless. He was medium-sized, rather broad and stout, though not fat. Only his creamy, clean-shaven face was rather fat and sometimes suggestive of an Italian priest in its silence and its secrecy. But he had grey eyes like his mother, but very shy and uneasy, not bold like hers. Perhaps Sis was the only person who fathomed his awful shyness and malaise, his habitual feeling that he was in the wrong place, almost like a soul that has got into a wrong body. But he never did anything about it. He went up to chambers and read law. It was, however, all the weird old process that interested him. He had, unknown to everybody but his mother, a quite extraordinary collection of old Mexican legal documents, reports of processes and trials, pleas, accusations, the weird and awful mix of ecclesiastical law and common law in 17th century Mexico. He'd started a study in this direction through coming across the report of a trial of two English sailors for murder in Mexico in 1620, and he had gone on when the next document was an accusation against a Don Miguel Estrada for seducing one of the nuns of the Sacred Heart Convent in Cuacata in 1680. Pauline and her son Robert had wonderful evenings with these old papers. The lovely lady knew a little Spanish. She even looked a trifle Spanish herself, with a high comb and a marvellous dark brown shawl embroidered in thick silver silk embroidery. So she would sit at the perfect old table, soft as velvet in its deep brown surface, a high comb in her hair, earrings with dropping pendants in her ears, her arms bare and still beautiful, a few strings of pearls round her throat, a puce velvet dress on, and this, or another beautiful shawl. And by candlelight she looked, yes, a Spanish high-bred beauty of thirty-two or three. She set the candles to give her face just the chiaroscuro she knew suited her. Her high chair that rose behind her face was done in an old green brocade, against which her face emerged like a Christmas rose. There were always three at table, and they always drank a bottle of champagne. Pauline two glasses, Sis two glasses, Robert the rest. The lovely lady sparkled and was radiant. Sis, 
Her black hair bobbed, her broad shoulders in a very nice and becoming dress that Aunt Pauline had helped her to make, stared from her aunt to her cousin and back again, with rather confused, mute, hazel eyes that played the part of an audience suitably impressed. She was impressed somewhere all the time, and even rendered speechless by Pauline's brilliancy, even after five years. But at the bottom of her consciousness was the data of as weird a document as Robert ever studied, all the things she knew about her aunt and her cousin. Robert was always a gentleman, with an old-fashioned punctilious courtesy that covered his shyness quite completely. He was, and Sis knew it, more confused than shy. He was worse than she was. Cecilia's own confusion dated from only five years back. Roberts must have started before he was born. In the lovely lady's womb, he must have felt very confused. He paid all his attention to his mother, drawn to her as a humble flower to the sun. And yet,